Hi, this is Jay Aruga of the Jay Aruga Show. Our podcast is growing. We now have the jayarugashow.com newsletter. If you haven't subscribed to that yet, hit pause, go to the jayarugashow.com, subscribe, check your email, then hit confirm. I'll send you a free ebook for your effort. Also, in case you don't know, we now have a YouTube channel. Just search the Jay Aruga Show in YouTube. I'd appreciate if you subscribe and share the stuff in there too. In this culture war, we need all the help we can get to take back the culture. And now, on to the show. COVID ang hot topic, kaya yan ulit ang pag-uusapan natin. As time goes by, mas nawawala ng karapatang pangtao ang unvaxed. In Let's Get Biblical, we'll talk about Joseph. And in What's News, pag-uusapan natin ang interview ni Jessica Soho sa mga presidential balls. Lahat ng yan sa The Jay Aruga Show! Kumusta? Welcome to the JR Show. Puro guest episode tayo during the past three episodes. Kaya as usual, magpapasalamat ako sa mga previous guest natin. So thank you, Dr. Ralph Martin. Happy ako na sobrang light na kausap si Dr. Martin. Kasi ganyan kami, mga great minds. We think alike. So talagang nagkakaintindihan kami kagad. So, hindi naman niya naintindihan itong mga pinagsasabi ko. Kaya, I'm sure, kung maintindihan man niya, papayag si Dr. Martin sa mga pinagsasabi ko. So, follow him at Renewal Ministries in YouTube. Also, salamat kay Timory Millington Jaja. So, itong guesting niya, kung mapapansin nyo, kabadong-kabado ako. Nag-stammer ako habang kausap ko siya. Akala ko nakaget over na ako sa podcast Stammer Face pero magandang babae kasi si Timery eh. Hindi di ako sanay makipag-uusap sa magandang babae aside from my wife. Kaya pagbigyan niyo na ako. Nevertheless, kung hindi niyo pa napapakinggan yung episode, maganda yung topic. We talked about modesty. So, ano ang tamang pananamit ng mga girls? Follow niyo si Timery on Trending with Timery podcast. Okay? And lastly, thanks to Gary Michuta. Sobrang bait ni Gary sa bagay. Lahat naman ng mga daging guest ko, yun yung sinasabi ko. Sobrang bait. Pero down to earth si Gary. In fact, siya pa yung nagsasabi na invite ko siya to discuss the Catholic Deuterocanonical Books. For the previous episode, kasi we talked about how we got to the whole woke culture. May mahabang roots pala ito. Since the fall of man pa. So listen to that episode and follow him on Hands-On Apologetics Podcast. Aside sa mga guest natin, pasasalamatan ko rin ang nag-guest sa akin, si Gerald ng The Powerful Comics Man Podcast. Siya ang isa sa may pinakamagandang studio na nakita ko sa podcasting. Sobrang chill lang nung usapan namin ni Gerald. I feel honored na gines niya ako. Follow him on Spotify and YouTube. Search the Powerful Comics Man Podcast. Okay? Ano ang topic natin ngayon? As I was reading the social media post, 
and the news this past few days, madami na ako nakikitang mga hindi pwedeng gawin ng isang unvaccinated individual. Yung mga taong hindi tumanggap ng COVID vaccine. By choice. No vaccine, no ride. May nakapaskil na ganun sa jeep. Sa tricycle naman, sa ibang lugar, hinahanapan nila ng vaccine card ang bawat pasahero. So, ibig sabihin kung unvaccinated ka, wala kang choice kundi maglakad hanggang sa inyo. Bawal na din pumasok sa malls o sinehan o mag-dine-in ang isang taong walang bakuna. May mga simbahan na pinagbabawal magdasal sa loob ang unvaccinated na parokyano. Ang message dito ay kung unvaccinated ka, bawal kang lumabas ng bahay nyo. Nagtret nga si Pangulong Duterte, di ba? Sabi niya, ipapaaresto daw niya ang lalabas sa bahay kung walang bakuna. I myself is vaccinated. Hindi ako anti-vaccine. In fact, sa simula pa lang ng pandemic, as soon as maging available ang vaccine, I said, unahin natin ang mga vulnerable na mabakunahan. However, sa mga hindi vulnerable at wala namang comorbidity, I hope we give them the choice. Pero sadly, we're sorting out our countrymen into clean and unclean. We treat the vaxxed as elites and the unvaxxed as if they have leprosy. Kung meron mang pinatunayan itong si Omicron variant ng COVID, ay parehong spreader ng virus ang vaxxed and unvaxxed. Kaya walang sense na ang policies natin is to take away all the rights of the unvaccinated. Someone vaxxed with COVID, makakapaghasik ito ng lagim sa isang mall. Ipakita niya lang ang kanyang vaccine card. I'm not against mandates per se. Marami sa mga batas natin ang minamandate tayo gumawa ng mga bagay-bagay. Kung may speed limit ang NLEX na 100 kph, ibig sabihin mandated tayong mag-drive below 100 kph. May non-smoking law sa mga public areas, di ba? So ma- mandated tayong wag mag sa mga public places. What I'm against are mandates na walang sense. Especially kung may kailangan kang isaksak sa katawan mo. Ngayon, ang problema ay kung i-extend nila ang vaccine mandate sa schools. Go for us adults, okay lang. Kakayanin ko to. But go for my kids, ibang usapan na yan. The statistics of kids' immunity of fighting COVID is still significant. I know many kids who got the Omicron variant and two days lang gumaling na sila. Wala nang lagnat. Yung iba bumalik na sa kanilang online class. Habang ang ibang mga adults na nagkaroon ng virus, pabebe pa rin hanggang ngayon. If they mandate kids to get vaxxed para makapasok sa school, malaking problema yan. Kids who have very high COVID survivability and immunity rate who doesn't need the vaccine tapos isasubject mo sila sa isang vaccine na according to the CDC has a possible heart inflammation side effect on kids, medyo nakakabahala yan. Alam nyo ba na may sakit na sobrang nakakahawa sa mga bata at mas deadly pa sa mga bata kaysa COVID? Ito ay ang measles. Maraming bata ang namatay sa measles and yet hindi natin binamandate ang measles vaccine. Why would they? 
the effectivity of the vaccine speaks for itself. Kaya ang mga magulang na ang nagsasama ng measles vaccine sa smorgasbord of vaccines ng mga anak nila. Imaginein mo ipamandate yung, let's say, Dengvaxia. Mas matagal pa nga ata yung testing process ng Dengvaxia noon kesa sa COVID vaccines natin ngayon. Sa bagay, buong mundo ang tinetest ng COVID vaccines ngayon. Pero I doubt na papayag kayong i-mandate ang Dengvaxia, di ba? Hindi ko minamaliit si COVID. I acknowledge pa rin na may population sa bansa natin na vulnerable sa COVID. The problem is masyadong blanket policy tayo pagdating kay COVID. We ignore the possibility of natural immunity, kaya lahat dapat may bakuna. We ignore a kid's immunity. We ignore na may ibang taong hindi pwedeng mag-work from home, kaya lockdown tayo ng lockdown, when in fact, pwede namang yung vulnerable lang ang protektahan natin by suggesting them to stay at home. Sooner or later, unvax na ulit ako. Recently lang naglabas ang CDC ng US to stay up to date with your vaccine. So search nyo yung keyword na CDC, stay up to date with your vaccine. Kung ayaw nyo maniwala sa akin. Sabi sa website, fully vaccinated means a person has received their primary series of COVID vaccines. Up to date means a person has received all recommended COVID-19 vaccines, including any booster dose when eligible. Up to date na ang term nila na parabang software o apps lang itong bakuna na kailangan updated ka palagi. Hindi ako magugulat kung booster naman ang next na i-mandate nila since nag-set na tayo ng president to vilify the unvaxxed. Am I getting the booster shot? I'm still discerning. And I hope my country gives me the right to be able to discern myself. I'm fully vaccinated based sa term ng CDC sa US. I also got COVID already of the Omicron kind so dapat may natural immunity na ako. By the way, lahat ng sasabihin ko dito ay opinion ko lang. Lahat ng mga views and opinions expressed dito are opinions by the host and it may not necessarily be the opinions and views by the Jay Arugasho. At baka mamaya maisipan nyo kasing ipa-fact-check ako sa Facebook at i-report for COVID misinformation. Itong mga Facebook fact-checkers ba ay pina-fact-check talaga nila ang mga pinagsasabi natin o pina-fact-check lang nila ito based sa kanilang prevailing narrative. Paano natin malalaman? Sino ba nagpa-fact-check sa mga fact-checkers? Back to the topic. Am I getting the booster shot? Gaya na sinabi ko, I just want to discern first kung kailangan ko yung booster shot. Medyo sus lang para sa akin ang booster because the vaccine is meant for two shots only anyway when it was tested in the lab. Wide-scale lab results are for two shots only. Then nakita nila na nag-wane yung effect ng vaccine kaya nila naisipan na kailangan magdagdag ng booster shots. Last time I checked, nag-wane din naman daw yung effect ng booster shots. I already got COVID, kaya I'd like to bank on my natural immunity. Hindi naman siguro irrational na gamitin ko muna itong natural immunity ko instead of getting the booster shot right away. I plan to battle COVID using the method that was suggested at the beginning of this pandemic. To sleep right, eat right, 
exercise, keep yourself healthy. Medyo sus lang sa akin na pinupush nila masyado tong vaccine and booster shot. Dito sa Pilipinas, they decided to move back the eligibility of the booster from 8 months to 3 months. I doubt there are clinical trials for that change in timeline. I just look at the CDC guidelines sa US. 5 months ang recommended sa kanila. For Pfizer and Moderna, 5 months. For J&J, 2 months. They say it's okay to mix vaccines. I doubt there are clinical trials for that too. It seems we're just making things up as we go. Vaccine side effects are heavily suppressed. Good for Japan for putting myocarditis on the vaccine label. Pero aside from that, hindi tayo binawarningan of the side effects ng vaccine. Tumas ba ang deaths ng heart failure ng mga vaccinated? Walang makakaalam. Wala kasing gumawa ng study niyan because of vaccine politics. When asked if you should get a vaccine or get boosted, the answer is always yes. Kung nagka-COVID na ba ako at may na-develop ng antibodies, should I still get the vaccine? Ang sagot ay yes. Yes, lagi ang sagot instead of precaution. Precautionary ang answer and you don't want to get a vaccine. You'll need to test for antibodies. Omicron affected the vaccine as well. So why should I get the booster? Who knows how much effectivity you get for the next strain? Tell me, what's logical about this statement? Ako nga may bakuna na, eh. nagka-COVID pa rin. Kaya magpabakuna ka na. Yet ito ang madalas mong madidinig na sinasabi ng mga tao. Hindi ba ito isa sa mga cases ng insanity is doing something over and over again but expecting a different result? Nabakunahan na nga ako tapos nagka-COVID pa rin. Kapag nagpa-booster na siguro ako, hindi na ako magka-COVID. Pero may kakilala akong mga nagpa-booster na nagka-COVID pa rin eh. So siguro kapag nag-fourth booster shot na ako, hindi na talaga ako magka-COVID. Kulang na lang, ipalaklak sa atin ang vaccine. We mix politicians with experts. Na hindi ko sinasabing expert ako. Hindi ako policy maker. Pero what I'm offering is common sense. Ang napapansin kong nangyayari this whole pandemic is maraming tao nagagawa ng common sense observation. Halimbawa yung sabihin mong hindi nakakadagdag tulong ang face shield. Ang daming taong gumagamit ng face shield pero nagka-COVID pa rin. Tayo lang ang bansang nag-face shield. Tapos ididemonize ka ng social media or worse ng mainstream media. Up until some time na may isang expert din na magsasabi ng bagay na matagal mo nang sinasabi noon pa. Saka palang i-accept ng publiko ang common sense observation mo. Ganon din sa pagtanggal ng rights sa mga unvaccinated. Ngayon palang sinasabi ko na, logic tells us na walang sense to take away all the rights of the unvaccinated. Many will disagree with me, pero I tell you, someday may makaka-realize nito at kapag sinabi na ng isang expert ang common sense observation na ito, balikan nyo ang podcast episode na ito. Tumingin kayo sa US, binasura ng Supreme Court doon ang vax mandate ni Biden. Dito sa atin, di ko lang kung bakit ang tagal lumabas ng TRO against the IATF guidelines na bawal pumasok sa office ang unvaccinated ng walang RT-PCR. Walang transgender or any member 
of the LGBTQ plus community ang nakakaranas ng ganitong discrimination sa bansa natin ngayon than what the unvaccinated is experiencing right now. I don't remember na may transgender na hindi pinasakay sa jeep o tricycle o hindi pinayagan manood ng sine o pumasok sa mall. Siguro kung unvaxed transgender ka. We need to fight unjust discrimination and this is unjust discrimination staring us in the face. Hindi ko sinasabing paniwala natin si Father Nicanora Ostriatico na nagsasabing this is the beginning of the end of the pandemic but I pray to God that it is true. The 1918 Spanish flu pandemic ended nung madami ng nahawaan nito at nagkaroon na ng natural immunity to a point na wala nang matatalonan si virus to infect the next guy. I'm all for encouraging people to get the vaccine. Bigyan nyo ng sangkatutak na discounts ang bakunado sa gas station, sa yellow cab, sa kumi. What I'm against is punishing the unvaxxed. This is not just a conservative versus liberal issue. I see Senator Risa Hontiveros who said na unfair ang requirement for vaccination of on-site workers. I may disagree with the senator on many issues, pero dito, agree ako sa kanya. Filipinos, let's take back our freedom. Medyo matagal din tayong hindi nakapag-let's get biblical dahil sa mga guest natin pero nasa dulo na tayo ng Genesis story. Also, I've been contemplating kung itutuloy natin ang let's get biblical because my friend Burns Okaasi is planning to translate the Great Adventure Bible Timeline 2 in Unboxing Catholicism, which is a good thing. The more Catholic Bible studies out there, the better. So, ano, itutuloy pa ba natin to? Okay, fine. San ba tayo nahin to? Natapos tayo sa kwento ni Jacob. And now we go to his favorite son, Joseph. Favorite ni Jacob si Joseph kasi siya ang panganay na anak niya from the love of his life, na si Rachel. Ang naalala ko sa kwentong ito ay yung animated DreamWorks film na si Ben Affleck ang nag-voice kay Joseph. Ang title is Joseph, King of Dreams. Mind you, hindi lang si Ben Affleck ang big star sa movie na to. Nandito din si Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill as Judah. Ito yung time na dahil sa success ng Prince of Egypt noong 1998, nag ulit si DreamWorks ng Bible Story noong 2000. So sayang, hindi nagtuloy-tuloy. Anyway, Back to the real Joseph. The Old Testament Joseph has a lot of parallelisms to the New Testament Joseph, yung tatay ni Jesus. Both of them are righteous. Both Joseph's father is named Jacob. Both brought their family to Egypt and both are dreamers. This is a good spiritual slash allegorical sense because Next in the story of the Old Testament Joseph is Moses. After the New Testament Joseph 
is Jesus, which is also the new Moses. Pag pinag-usapan natin si Moses, we'll talk about all the parallelisms between Moses and Jesus. But we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Ano ba ang kwento ni Joseph? Si Joseph, like I said, ang favorite ni Jacob because siya yung anak ni Jacob kay Rachel. And kaya ko nabanggit ang DreamWorks movie. Ang drawing ni Joseph sa poster ng movie ay may suot siyang makulay na coat signifying him being the favorite of his dad. And yun nga, yun yung binigay ni Jacob kay Joseph, even sa Genesis. In chapter 37, may panaginip si Joseph. At this point, hate ng mga kuya niya si Joseph. Pero kinwento pa niya ang dream niya. Hate na nga siya, pero kinwento pa rin yung dream niya. Ano yung panaginip na ito? Ang interpretation lang naman sa dream na ito ay magbabaw ang mga brothers niya sa kanya. By the way, isingit ko lang sa mga anti-Catholics na nagsasabing ang pagbaw sa harap ng images ay equal sa pagsamba, this is one example na hindi totoo yun. Joseph's brothers bowing to him eventually sa story doesn't mean that they're worshiping Joseph. So sorry, spoiler alert, magbabaw nga yung mga brothers niya kay Joseph in the future. Pero let's go back sa story. Ano ginawa ng mga brothers ni Joseph nung nadinig niya yung dream na ito? One day, isang araw, hinuli nila si Joseph. Una, gusto nilang patayin ito. Pero pinigilan sila ni Reuben, the eldest. So, dinowngrade nila yung plan nila to just putting him in a pit. Not only that, there's one brother, isang matalinong brother, na nakaisip na bakit hindi natin ibenta si Joseph sa isang Ishmaelite caravan na papuntang Egypt. That's what they did. Tapos linagyan nila ng goat blood ang technicolor robe ni Joseph at binigay sa amang si Jacob. Kunwari namatay si Joseph, yung favorite son niya. And syempre, masakit ang saloobin ni Jacob. Teka, sabi ko may matalinong brother na nakaisip na ibenta si Joseph, di ba? Surely, hindi dito manggagaling ang seed of the woman na sinusundan natin. Napaka-vile ng brother na ito. Well, sorry pero sa kanya manggagaling ang seed because ang vile person na I'm talking about is none other than Judah. At alam nating vile si Judah dahil si Mark Hamill yung nag-voice nito dun sa pelikulang Joseph, King of Dreams. And si Mark Hamill, siya yung boses ni Joker tsaka ni Skeletor. Diba? What's amazing in the Bible is that up to this point, when the inspired writer wrote Genesis, walang nakakaalam na malaki ang role ni Judah in salvation history. And yet, for some reason, siguro nagtataka siya bakit compelled siyang isali ang kwento ni Judah sa story ni Joseph. We'll see more of Judah later. And mind you, hindi mananalo ng Bro of the Year Award si Judah at this point. Chapter 38. So wait a minute. Si Judah na naman kagad ang star of the show dito sa chapter na to. It is about his weird relationship with his daughter-in-law, Tamar. Hindi nagkaanak si Tamar sa anak ni Judah na si Ur dahil namatay si Ur. So next in line ay si Onan. And Onan, spilling his semen on the ground, is our Catholic defense from the Bible that contraception is wrong. 
Ayun, pinarusahan ni Lord si Onan. Dahil sa frustration at dahil sobrang gusto niya talagang magkaanak, si Tamar, tinrik niya si Judah, nagkunwari siyang prostitute at nabuntis siya ni Judah. She bore a son named Perez. This unique incident made it in Matthew's genealogy of Jesus. Tamar is one of the few women mentioned in the genealogy. Back to Joseph. So he's now a slave in Egypt. His master, Potiphar, has a wife. So mukhang naakit kay Joseph ang wife ni Potiphar at inaya siyang makipag sexy time. Because Joseph is so righteous, he did what any righteous man would do when faced with that kind of temptation. He rejected Potiphar's wife. Well, hindi ito nang gusto ng wife at inakusahan siyang siya ang gustong may pag-sexy time at si wife ang nag-resist. Kaya dahil dyan, nakulong si Joseph. If you look at the book of Genesis, the Hebrew writer always meant to show two stories to display contrast. Halimbawa, kung maalala yung story of Cain, pinakita doon yung buong line of Cain which is evil. Back to back sa line of Seth which is righteous. Ganon din ang ginawa ng inspired writer dito sa kay Joseph and Judah. Side by side sila, Judah is problematic, Joseph is righteous. Eventually, may nakasama si Joseph sa dungeon, isang butler at baker. They happen to have a dream that needs interpretation. So saktong-sakto, Joseph the dreamer is there. At first, sinabi niya, don't all interpretations belong to God? Eventually, ininterpret din niya ang dreams ng dalawa. To cut the long story short, sabi niya sa kay Butler, ikaw Butler, marireinstate ka sa pesto. And sabi niya kay Baker, ikaw Baker, dead ka. Pero Butler, wag mo kong kalimutan ha. So sino best friend mo doon kapag nai-reinstate ka? So nangyari nga yung dream na yon, dedo si Baker and nai-reinstate si Butler. One day, ang Pharaoh naman ang nanaginip. Naghahanap ng mag-interpret itong si Pharaoh. Itong si Butler Nag-isip siya. Tinatry niya makaalala. Uh, sino nga pala yung, ano, yung nasa dungeon na best friend ko daw? Ayaw nga pala, si Joseph. So Joseph was brought from prison. He interpreted the Pharaoh's dream. Seven fat years, followed by seven years of famine. Joseph was then made in charge. The prime minister, the Al-Habayit. So this is the same title that Eliakim possessed from King Hezekiah in 2 Kings 19. This is also the same title that Jesus gave Peter, the Al-Habayit. So this is a typology, an allegorical sense. Because of the famine, Jacob in Canaan sent his sons to Egypt. So look what fate has brought them. Because of this, namukaan ni Joseph ang mga kuya niya. Pero hindi siya namukuan ng mga kuya niya. Kaya naisipan niyang pagdripan ang mga kapatid niya. Specifically, gusto lang niyang malaman kung nagbago na ang mga kuya niya. Kaya sinubukan niya ang mga ito. Upon learning na may bago silang bunso, si Benjamin, he tested them. Inakusahan ni Joseph na spice ang mga kapatid niya. He tested them at sinabihan silang dalhin niyo muna ang bunso niyo dito. I'll take this other brother as hostage. Pero, tuso si Joseph. 
while holding Simeon as hostage, dinagyan niya ng pera ang bags ng mga kapatid niya. Why? The reason is this would make it appear sa tatay nilang si Jacob na binenta nila si Simeon, gaya ng ginawa sa kanya ng mga utol niya. What this will do is it will make it harder for Jacob to release Benjamin. Eventually, nadala nila si Bunsong kapatid with a heavy heart from Jacob. Pero wala siyang choice eh. Nahugutom sila from the famine. Pero may threat si Jacob. Kailangan bumalik sila with Benjamin. Nagkaroon ng matinding kumbinsihan with Jacob or Israel at that point. Yun na yung name niya, Israel. Hesitant si Israel na ipadala si Benjamin dahil ito na ang bagong favorite son niya since nung nawala si Joseph. Reuben told Israel to slay his two sons if they didn't bring Benjamin back. On top of this, someone also stepped in to convince Israel to bring Benjamin. So sino ito? Of course, si Judah na naman. Sabi niya kung hindi daw nila maibabalik si Benjamin, he will be the one to blame. So dinala nila si Benjamin, nakakuha sila ng provisions, pero ang tusong si Joseph, ano yung ginawa niya? Linagyan niya ng silver cup ang bag ni Benjamin. He framed Benjamin. At ito ang naging dahilan ng kaguluhan. Because naturally, makukulong si Benjamin sa Egypt at lahat ng promises ni Reuben for his two sons to be slain. At si Judah, nag-promise siya na siya ay magiging accountable. Ang masasabi ko lang, yari sila sa tatay nila. So while Benjamin is being detained for allegedly taking the silver cup, one brother stepped up. At this point, there was a change in this brother. Sabi niya, take me instead. We have a father who is waiting. He loves our youngest brother so much. He will die if we don't return with our youngest brother. So itong nag-plead na ito, of course, si Judah ito. The same brother who suggested to sell their brother Joseph to a caravan to Egypt. Now he's pleading to be a slave himself. This is a complete conversion of Judah's character. If you remember, Judah is the bad one. At this point, Joseph revealed himself to them. At kung ikaw ang brothers ni Joseph, I'm sure ang iniisip mo at this point ay, Oh shucks! But Joseph said in chapter 45 verse 7 to 8, God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. Say it was not you who sent me, but God. Biruin mo, hindi bitter si Joseph sa pagkakabenta sa kanya sa Egypt. Nakulong siya sa dungeon for years. He suffered so much, but he's not bitter. And something good was brought out from his suffering. His brother Judah converted. It says a lot with our own sufferings too. Minsan, pinanghihinaan natin ng loob ang sarili nating mga pasakit. Especially recently, ang daming nagka-Omicron variant ng COVID. It's hard, no doubt, pero baliwala ang sufferings natin kung hindi natin i-offer kay Lord. Who knows? God might bring out something good from our suffering. Just like God redeeming Judah from Joseph's suffering. Then, Israel learned of this. He's happy that Joseph was alive. The whole family migrated to Egypt. Chapter 49 is very interesting. 
It's Israel's blessing of His sons. And remember, Genesis pa lang ito, first book pa lang of the Bible. But if you've been following Let's Get Biblical, may sinusundan tayong seed of the woman. In His blessing, Israel skipped Reuben, Simeon, and Levi from giving them the preeminence. It was Judah that he gave this blessing. And I quote, Judah, your brother shall praise you. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He stooped down, he couched as a lion, and as a lioness who dares rouse him up. The scepter shall not depart from Judah nor the ruler's staff from between his feet. At this point, mamamangha ka that everything is planned sa Genesis pa lang. The scepter shall not depart from Judah. So parang may forever kingdom na manggagaling kay Judah. Okay? So that's Let's Get Biblical this week. We finished the whole book of Genesis already. So isang book pa lang ito ng Bible. Shall we continue next week with the next book? Exodus? We'll see. For now, it's time for What's News? In this week's What's News, pag-uusapan natin ang mainit na The Jessica Soho Presidential Interview na nangyari nung Saturday night, January 22. Nandun halos lahat ng candidates except kay Bongbong Marcos. Bakit wala si BBM? According sa isang headline sa Inquirer.net, and I quote, Bongbong Marcos Camp says he skipped Jessica Soho interview because of biased host. End of quote. I'll leave it up to you my dear listeners, what you'll make up of this decision. Ang sa akin, sayang. This is a great chance to really learn the stance of the candidates. Dati sa memes ko lang nakikita yung stance ng mga kandidato on issues tapos wala namang source na nakalagay kung saan galing ba yung information dun sa memes. Ngayon, at least from the horse's mouth na galing. I'll keep the commentary to a minimum. Gusto ko lang basahin ang summary ng stance ng mga kandidato. I'll keep my word na wala akong i-endorse na kandidato publicly dito sa podcast. Aaminin ko may isang camp ng VP who contacted me kung I can help in their campaign. May camp din ng Presidential Ball who also contacted me. They asked me if I can be one of the podcast hosts for their event. I declined both. Hindi dahil sa suplado ko o mataas ang tingin ko sa sarili ko, pero kailangan panindigan ko ang sinabi ko na hindi ako mag-endorse. And, hindi light na decision ito. Although, taking aside would gain you bashers, sobrang laking number of followers and listeners ang maitutulong sa akin kung mag-take ako ng side. And that is because of tribalism. But, it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. 
not to take sides publicly, and not to endorse a candidate. That said, ang Jessica Soho interview, medyo napa-rethink ako kung sino iboboto ko. Ito rin ang reason I warn people not to be fanatics of politicians because they will surely break your heart. Okay? By the way, ang mga information na ito na share ko sa inyo ay galing sa Rappler's FB page. So salamat sa inyo for compiling this. I shared the post in the J. Arugasho FB page. If you're interested, let's begin. Okay. On Pogo Operations, yes, lahat ng candidates except for Lenny. And by the way, I'll just reiterate, hindi umatend si BBM kaya kapag sinabi kong no lahat or yes lahat, dahil sa hindi umatend si BBM, hindi natin alam ang stand niya. Kaya hindi siya kasali dun sa lahat. Okay? Moving on. Make political dynasties illegal. Yes, lahat. Itong issue na ito, hindi, hindi ako magugulat kung bakit the candidates chose to play safe. But if you think about it, ayaw natin sa political dynasty kung corrupt ang pamilya. Paano kung sobrang bait naman yung pamilya? At maraming competent mag-govern o mag-legislate sa pamilya na yon. It's just something to ponder on. Okay? Next topic, legalize medical marijuana. Yes ang lahat except kay Pacquiao. Legalize wetting. Lakson, Isko, yes. Pacquiao and Lenny, no. Return to ICC. Yes ang lahat. May extra judicial killing ba nung drug war? Yes ang lahat. Ban candidates facing charges. Yes ang lahat except si Ping. Si Lenny, she said yes, but depending on the evidence daw. Joint Philippine-China exploration of the West Philippine Sea. Yes ang lahat. Isko said yes with any country. Si Lenny said yes if China recognizes the Hage ruling. Two-party or multi-party system. Everyone said two-party. And for me, ito ang gusto ko sa Pilipinas para at least alam natin ang values ng mga kandidato gaya sa states. Should ICC persecute Duterte? Iba-ibang sagot dito. Ping said yes. Isko said no. Pacquiao said yes if there's evidence. Lenny abstained to answer because it's up to the ICC to decide daw. Presidential or parliamentary? Si Pacquiao lang ang sumagot ng parliamentary. Etong next ang malapit na issue sa aming conservatives, particularly sa akin, divorce. Ping and Isko said yes, Pacquiao and Lenny said no. Ban substitution sa mga nag-withdraw ng candidacy sa halalan. So ito yung isa sa most exploited na loophole sa pagtakbo ngayon. Only Pacquiao said no. Death penalty. Isa din ito sa malapit sa puso naming conservatives, especially dito sa Pinas. Everyone said no. Lower the age of criminal responsibility to 15. Nag-no ang lahat. Sa totoo lang, parang trick question ito kasi 15 na ang minimum age of criminal responsibility dito sa Pilipinas. Baka ang ment ng tanong is, do they agree to lower it further? Because before 9 ito, tapos ginawang 15. A few years ago, there were talks to lower it to 12. Same-sex marriage, another topic that we conservatives care about. Everyone said no. Although Ping said he supports civil union, Lenny said she supports same-sex union. 
allow 100% ownership of foreigners. Ping and Pacquiao said no. Isko and Lenny said yes. May qualifier din si Lenny saying only to open debates. And there you have it. Was this interview a game changer for you? Let me know. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Siyempre, we don't want to take away the possibility na maaring mabago pa rin ang stand ng mga kandidatong ito on issues. Para lang si Duterte noon na nagsabi na magjejetski siya at magtatanim ng bandila natin sa disputed territory pero nung nanalo na, kiss ass siya sa China. Ang maipapayo ko lang, gaya ng sinabi ko sa isang episode at sinabi ko kanina, don't be fanatics of these politicians. Stand by your values. Ang next naman ay yung vice presidential debate or interview. Hindi natin alam kung sa Channel 5 siya or sa CNN, pero hintayin natin yon. Okay, this has been another episode of the J.R. Show. At the end of the day, it will be night. Goodbye! If this episode made your day, or even if it didn't, please press that follow button right there. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, please give us a 5-star review. Spread the word, tell your friends, family, your dog to subscribe as well. Thank you very much.